Well, hey, everyone, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to the Off the Bench podcast. Several months ago, you heard me ranting and raving about Ulta Cosmetics, and I'm just so tired of them parading men around in women face. This is happening now. Oil Valet, the most recent cosmetics company to come out and endorse a man to be their spokesperson. And so I said, you guys, send me your ideas. Send me ideas of companies that we can support as Christian women and we want a good makeup, makeup that's good for our skin. And we want to be able to put our, our money where our values are. And a lot of you responded to that by sending me samples and, and websites and all kinds of things. And I found a company that I absolutely loved. And I've invited the CEO of that company on the show with me today. You guys are going to love it. Candice Grenier is here. She is the founder and the CEO of Puranata Cosmetics. You guys are going to love her. It's going to be a great conversation. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for, uh, you guys, thanks for following this show. Lots of you now subscribing to Happy Hour with Heidi after the show, my sort of afterglow from the podcast. Candice is going to stick around today and she's going to come back for Happy Hour and we're going to continue our conversation. But I want you guys to be encouraged because there are lots of really good things happening in the culture. Yesterday, I talked about some of the harder things that are going on. I'm just trying to encourage you, put your money where your values is. This is a great opportunity for you to find out some of the other avenues. It seems to me like you know the big box stores and Ulta Cosmetics and places like that sort of eat up the airspace and we feel like we're just sort of suffocating, but it's not true. There's some really great things happening. Candice Grenier is joining me today. She's a homeschool mom. One of the things I love about her of five children, she lives in Manitoba, Canada, and she is the founder and formulator of Pure Anata Cosmetics. And I know because I'm also a working mom that this woman is working hard to learn to balance all the things that God has asked her to do, and it really is the grace of God. Candice, I'm very happy that you're here. Hi, Heidi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to chatting today. I just love that you're a homeschool mom as I am, and we share some of the same values as we were just discussing, and I'm honored that you've tried some Purinata products and love them. So it's great to be here. <laughs> oh, well, I did. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that's why I had Melissa reach out to you, because I had a lot of people sending me things, and which I appreciate very much. Uh, and I just, I, I told you, I loved the packaging. It was beautiful. But then I thought, I wonder mm-hmm. if this is actually going to be good stuff because I read, you put a little, you put a letter in there and I read your mm-hmm. letter and I yeah. read that you were a homeschool mom, that you'd started this business in your kitchen. And I'm fascinated by this because yeah. uh, I, I love the entrepreneurial spirit, but then I tried your cosmetics and they're wonderful. They're really Thank wonderful. You. So tell, um, tell listeners about it because I want people to be able to go to your website and start uh, finding a different way to feel good about the cosmetics that they're getting. And before I jump into it, where can people find you online? What's your what's your website right up front? Our website is purenata.ca because we are from Canada. Um, but they can also find, I'm sure the link will be in your show notes and all those different places. But yes, and when you're shopping on our site, another interesting tidbit is that it's all in Canadian dollars. So if you're from America, it's actually a really good deal for you. going to feel like it goes farther. <laughs> yeah, it really will. It's like an automatic 30% discount. <laughs> I love that. Well, and it's yeah. good for people to remember that right now because if Joe Biden gets his way, it won't last for very much longer, right? So I know. I know. <laughs> we we just noticed that in business too, whether it's your country or our country, but yeah. things are going up in price, and it's kind of hard for businesses nowadays with supply chain disruptions and everything. But we're still yeah. plugging through. 
So tell us a little bit about Pyranatic because it takes chutzpah to start something. I mean, I myself am an entrepreneur also. It takes a lot of um, grit and a lot of grace. Uh, Tell us a little bit about it. What makes it unique? Yeah, sure. Well, Pyranat is a full line of bath and beauty products, but we mainly specialize in color cosmetics. And the unique thing about us is that we make all our products here from start to finish at our little factory here in Manitoba, Canada. But what really makes us unique is that we are a wholesome beauty brand. So our ingredients, they're wholesome, they're from the earth, they're healthy. But also in terms of our brand image, you know, in a culture, as you've mentioned, where the beauty industry is very risque, like Pure stands out as being very wholesome and lovely. Mm-hmm. We just, I love beautiful things and my staff, we love beautiful things. So yeah, as you say, the presentation, our website, not just me, but our staff, we're just, there's so many talented people making it such a beautiful product. Interesting to know. And you you say, you know, it's beautiful. And it was one of the things mm-hmm. that struck me when I got the package in, in the mail and I showed it to my girls because I have five daughters. I have five daughters right. and they're all, they're all, you know, either grown or mostly grown. And yeah. of course, you know, I never can keep my own makeup in my bathroom. It's always in somebody else's makeup. And I, 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 I do declare I had to track your stuff down more than once. I was like, listen, yeah. you know, where's the, where's the tinted moisturizer? Who has it? You know, trying to find it. And the girls yeah. were just, they were loving it. But it's, it's such yeah. a stark contrast to mm-hmm. what you see when you go into these big box beauty stores like Ulta and there are companies called Urban Decay. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are, you know, beauty brands that are really not beautiful at all no and so i love to see you embrace the beauty yeah and you know i don't understand heidi because people love beauty they love that we're a down-to-earth brand they love that we use um our friends and family as models on the website i find that so many brands are so unattainable they're not realistic they're not authentic and i'm like who even wants that anyway i mean there must be a market for it there's a market for everybody but um it seems to me that we've really honed in on just people that want something lovely and wholesome, you know, and they're just sick of that false, you know, facade that a lot of makeup brands are exuding right now. Yeah. 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 It really, it's kind of reaching a fever pitch, which is another reason why I'm so happy to find you. How did you start? Uh, What was the the sort of beginnings and where have you uh, gone since then? Because I'm, I'm watching just from the last, you know, five months or six months or whatever that I have had your products in my home. uh, It seems like you're experiencing some pretty serious growth. Yes. Oh, yes. I know we can barely keep up. It's it's exciting. Like, I don't want to ever complain about growth rate because it's exciting. Yes. I feel like that's where God has put us in this place. So let's bring it on, you know. But um, you're not. A, I feel it's one of those typical entrepreneur stories. You know, I started making a product to solve a problem for myself personally. Um, I realized I was very sensitive to chemicals in traditional makeup. I would just get so red and bumpy and itchy. And it was this vicious cycle because the next day I'd put makeup on to cover the inflammation that it caused me the day before. (laughs) So yeah, crazy. And that was about 20 years ago. And then I researched online and it seemed like this thing called mineral makeup would be the best option for me because it contained the fewest amount of ingredients. So instead of doing what normal people would do and just buying a pot of foundation, (laughs) I bought the DIY kit, make your own mineral makeup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I did. And to my amazement, actually, my skin improved so much. Like I experimented with different minerals and found that, okay, some made me a bit itchy and others like zinc oxide were so soothing, felt good to put makeup on. So that was solving my problem. And then crafting makeup became a bit of a, I was going to say hobby, but it's actually more of an obsession. It became, I fell in (laughs) love with the process. Yeah. Creating new colors and trying new formulas and 
you know, bringing in friends and I did hair at the time. So I'd pull in clients and, Hey, you want to try this and that, whatever. And so then of course I had extra product. So to satisfy my husband, you know, I'm spending all this money on this craft I have. I took the excess product to local craft sales Ah. and then, yeah. And that's where I discovered, Oh wow. There's a lot of women like me who have this chemical sensitivity and they're looking for something else. And that's when I thought, okay, maybe I could start a little business with this thing here. And I didn't have that in mind initially, but I just kind of went with it. And from there, Piranata grew and we developed new formulas. We got equipment and prettier packaging. And I have to say, you know, I make it sound so easy just in a few minutes here, but I'm it surprised. It doesn't sound easy it, to me, girlfriend. I'm just like, oh, listen, my, my little obsession right now is sourdough bread. Oh, like sourdough yes. bread and, and microgreens, which I sort of got into. And yes, I'm yes. Tell, I am know what it's like because every loaf of sourdough is a little bit different. And yeah. every time I pull it on the oven, I think, okay, what could I do different next time? Or I really like the oven rise that I got three loaves ago. What did I do different? How could I achieve that again? And it yeah. really does take time and you have to sort of love it. You really yes. have to love it to stick with it. And you know what? You just described what happened to me as a formulator. You know, people ask, well, what qualifications do you have to do this? I am not a cosmetic chemist. I'm, I describe myself as a formulator, but it's more like baking, as you described, like with the sourdough yeah. bread. I just try new things and try new, you know, proportions and see what I come up with. And, you know, sometimes I look back and I think of all the people who bought my weird formulas <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I'm just so thankful for them, you know, like, thank you for, you know, encouraging me during that time so I can yes. become more of a professional formulator. But yeah, and that's what it was, just trial and error, trial and error. And now we employ um, 29 people. My goodness. Yeah, mostly women. Like they make the product. We ship the product. We have a little marketing team. Uh, We have lots of uh, stores now that are carrying our products. And that's how we connected. Actually, Heidi, there's a lovely lady in our factory named Judy, and she pumps out a lot of our creams and she listens to podcasts while she's working and she listens to your podcast. And <laughs> yeah. And then her her son, Kevin, owns a store in Indiana. So I think you would put that call out. Hey, does anyone know of any makeup brands that haven't gone woke? And they were both like, yes, yes, yes we do. Hey, Candace, you know. So yeah, we have created I a really beautiful it. environment there at work. Yeah. Well, I love it. And mm-hmm. I was so, like I said, I was just so thrilled to get it because I, I, you know, I'm, hello, also I'm on video, you know, five days a week. Yeah. And I told my husband the other day, Mike, I miss the days when I could just roll out of bed and just do the podcast. You can come to the studio in your pajamas, but when you're on video, it's, you know, it's a game changer. You don't want to. And so it made, it was more important to me than ever that the, that the skincare, especially that I was using would be good for my skin because I'm getting older now. I'm in my fifth, in my mid fifties. And I, and I think to myself, boy, I, I really has to be clean makeup. And that's my kind of focus on food, the growing the microgreens. And um, I, I don't know if I told you, I didn't. We're getting chickens. I'm going all homestead. Oh, oh I'm yeah, going all, me too. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. We should, next time we'll talk chickens. I'm having, oh. the, I'm having a hoot and holler in good time with, oh, the, with my former campaign manager who ran my, run, uh, my campaign for Congress. She has chickens. And so she's going to help me get chickens. And I'm so excited right. because I, I realize our food supply is in trouble. The makeup yeah. that we put on our face, it's full of chemicals. These things, I and mean, our, our skin is our largest organ and it should mm-hmm. matter to us. You guys really are um, one of, I think, the leading voices that I hope it becomes even greater in clean beauty, right? This idea of what we put on our skin 
you know, recognizing that it is your skin is an organ. We should be careful what we put on our skin. So how do you guys come up with it? What's your ingredient philosophy? Yeah. So that whole term of clean cosmetics, it means something different to each individual, each company. So it kind of depends on their values, right? But it generally means exactly what you described, trying to avoid toxins in personal care products. Um, and our ingredient philosophy here at Pirinata is we ask ourselves a few questions. The first one is, you know, is this ingredient from the earth or is it derived from nature? Like in order to create a cosmetic product that performs well, we do need to branch out into some functional ingredients that are derived from the earth, you know, not just directly harvested from the earth. For example, our emulsifier, which is the ingredient that holds the oil and water together in our creams, um, is derived from olive oil. And our minerals, you know, we don't just use them straight from the earth. You know, they're purified so that they're free from any harmful metals and so that they're safe. And then that's the next question we ask ourselves is, you know, is it safe? Just because it's from nature doesn't mean that it's good for your skin. And you mentioned chickens. It's like a few summers ago, I, I broke out into this rash all over my body. And I was like, oh, no, I hope I'm not allergic to summer because up here in Canada, summer only lasts two weeks. Well, actually, I think it's it's two months, actually. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't be allergic to summer because it'll ruin the whole two months. And finally, by the end of summer, I realized, you know what? I had built my chicken coop in a poison ivy patch. <laughs> so every no. morning I was going out to feed them. I was like reintroducing poison ivy to my skin. So, yeah, that's an example no. of it's natural. It was growing in my woods, but it was not good for my skin, right? So <laughs> we ask ourselves that question. And then the last question we always ask when we're formulating something is, does it offer some benefit to our skin? Like there's some plant oils and butters that contain beautiful fatty acids, you know, vitamins, antioxidants that are so nourishing to your skin. And then minerals like zinc oxide, they're very protective and soothing. Um, like an example of a man-made substance that offers no benefit would be silicone. Mm -hmm. You know, you can apply Lipsil brand chapstick to your lips all day long. <laughs> your lips will still be chapped at the end of the day, you yep, know? That's right. Mm -hmm. So you need those beautiful essential fatty acids from, um, plant oils or animal oils that really help to nourish your skin. So that's how we come up with our philosophy for Pirinata in terms of the ingredients that we use. Man, well, I'm, I told you I'm a super fan. I'm on your website right now mm -hmm. and um, you've got hand and, you know, hand and nails, so sh uh, shea hand creams and soaps. You've got bath and body. My goodness, there's all kinds of things. And I realize I've only just uh, scratch the surface with what you guys sent me from what you actually are doing. Do you have a best sellers or something that your company's known for? Yeah, you know what? Our best selling product by far is our mascara. We have gone Get through... out of town. Yeah, I know, right? No I think kidding. Yep. Yeah. We're making it constantly. Like we have worn out so many mascara machines. Poor things. <laughs> they work so hard. Every day we're making <laughs> mascara. And it's kind of funny because we have names for our most of our machines. We have like a Jack and Jill, the emulsifiers. We have a Peter and Patricia <laughs> Pumper. And, but, but we don't bother naming the mascara machines because they have such a short life with us. Oh, <laughs> we know sad. We don't become attached to our mascara machines because <laughs> we're always getting new ones. But I think it's because our mascara is a clean formula and it functions beautifully. And a lot of women, you know, if they just wear one or two products, it might be mascara. Um, but the other product that seems to just be real quick turnover in a sell through is our tinted moisturizer that you referenced earlier. Mm -hmm. I um, love it. Yeah. It has some really nourishing oils like rosehip oil, pomegranate oil. 
And I think a lot of ladies, you know, it's fun to do the full face of makeup that you probably do when you do the show, but a lot of times it's just nice to put a little something simple on and fresh, clean face and not have to do the full makeup look. So that's where tinted moisturizer is nice. Yeah, I really love it. I mean, that's like my go. That's the one I can't keep in my bathroom because my girls are are always uh, borrowing it. I'm curious. So, you know, the thing that got me interested in what you're doing is the culture of beauty brands that are all around us right now. I mean, I am, I I literally am just sickened by a lot of what I see. I saw CoverGirl the other day uh, when I was in uh, just a regular grocery store and they were uh, showing their lipsticks and then there was a man in lipstick and this just pushed toward uh, feminizing men and erasing women, which is just breaking my heart. Our young girls are growing up in this culture Mm -hmm. and you guys are really moving beyond that. Not, not, uh, getting stuck in the sort of woke ideology, but what what do you, would you say if someone were to ask you to separate yourself from other from a beauty brand culture that has become really very toxic to mm-hmm. women? Uh, what would you say makes you different from the other beauty brands? Yeah, well, you know, when I started Pierinata, that would have been about eighteen years ago. What differentiated us then was our clean ingredient philosophy. Like that was it. We were you know, rare on the marketplace to offer such a clean, wholesome product. And I wanted that to be the focus. Like that was just going to be the mission. It's about the ingredients, you know. But as you said, I soon realized that beauty brands create a different culture. It's yes. why, yeah, when you talk to with influencers um, like on YouTube and such, they'll refer to brands as having a cult following because mm-hmm. they've created it's a true. culture, a following, yes. right? And people buy you know, the product for what it is. Sure. Like they may actually love that mascara, love that powder, but they actually are buying it for the feeling that's evoked when they use the product. Like what culture has this brand created through their values, their imagery, their packaging? Um, You know, for example, yes, someone who's very earthy and environmentally conscious, they're drawn to a brand that has bamboo packaging and gives to the rainforest, you know, but as I described, you know, pure and brand image, we're very down to earth. We just like to stay keep our focus honed in. Like we're not necessarily battling the culture out there. We're just being true to who we are, who we believe God wants us to be. And that is, you know, as I described, kind of that down to earth, authentic. Um, We love beautiful things. We use um, vintage botanical drawings on our labels and packaging. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Also, I noticed the names of your, uh, of your products are really beautiful as well. I loved for a long for many many years I used uh, an eyeshadow palette by a company called Too Faced, and we had you know and people would stop me sometimes when I'm speaking and say you know what's your eyeshadow what are you know what are you using, and yeah. it got to where some of the names of these shadows were so embarrassing to me that I couldn't <laughs> even say them out loud. I was like what you know what oh, color wow. are you using? I'm actually not going to tell you the name of the color because it's really embarrassing. It's you know, and and I and I just think. That and they're doing that on purpose. I mean, they're absolutely creating this culture, you know, kind of buying into this desensitization yeah. that we're seeing in the in the world all around us. And I'm curious. I mean, you guys have made not making a statement, but I'm curious: has you have you gotten any pushback for not participating in woke ideology, woke culture? You know, I feel like maybe we're in a protected bubble for now because we're really attracting people who are attracted to us, but. You know, I'll just tell you a little story, too, about something that happened a while ago that really kind of impacted us in a big way. Um, I had met a talented makeup artist and um, 
she wanted to rep our product in her city. Like she wanted to go store to store and see if they would carry our product. And she was at it for a while and she just wasn't successful. And I remember when she called me up one day and she said, you know, Candice, I think I've come to the conclusion why people, the stores don't want to buy your product. And she was in a very, I guess you would say a woke city, right? Very different from the prairies from where I'm from. And she said, it's because of your faith, because you're a Christian. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I, I had no idea it had anything to do with that. Like, isn't it about my cosmetics, the product itself? And she explained to me how people want to buy into you and that they didn't have much in common with me. So it wasn't like we were getting a huge pushback, but we were just getting a, you know, cut you off kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And, but what was an interesting way that I feel like God blessed us through that is she said, you know, I want to start my own beauty brand. You know, I want it to be your product in my packaging. I'll sell it to my people. And so that's where we started what's called private label manufacturing. So we made this product for her and she was kind of equally successful alongside us, but targeting an entirely different demographic. So it's kind of like it weeds itself out, you know, in terms of um, people find their people, right? And we haven't had a lot of pushback with the gender issue at this point yet. But I remember um, at the time it was well, a few years ago when we had the first BLM, the Black Lives Matter uh, protest in our province. And this was like a rude awakening for me. I've had to grow a tough skin as a business owner. Oh, something yes. I never thought 100%. I'd have to do. Yeah, if you do. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I wasn't sure if I was quite prepared for that. But, you know, God gives you what you need for the time yep. being. And... You know, we were just doing our thing and our makeup artist made um, her post for the day. And oh dear, suddenly we got flack for not respecting the day. You know, whether we were supposed to be silent or post a black square, I don't remember. And then I heard maybe that wasn't right after that. And and then they, we started being accused of being racist, you know, and further evidence was, you know, how you'd have to scroll on Instagram with two finger flicks before you'd see a woman of color. And, and, and those um, accusations were so frustrating to me, Heidi, because... I believe we're all one human race. You know, I believe God created humanity all at once. We didn't evolve in different rates into different people groups that are superior one to another. And at Pure Nata, like I love different cultures and skin tones. We have a wide variety of product for all different skin tones and always making more. We're created in God's image for his glory, right? So to be accused of being racist was, well, hurtful. And yes, of course. Yeah. And our um, staff member at the time, I remember her trying to defend me and saying, you know, I'm quite sure Candace isn't racist you know her and her husband have adopted a little girl from ethiopia who has a different skin color than them and they love her just the same and the surprising response to that heidi it's kind of funny they said well yes oh that was proof that i was racist because of i course. had yeah i adopted this yeah. child to hide behind my racism but you know wow that Amazing. person obviously is not a mom because that's a huge life sacrifice to hide my that's racism right. <laughs> right 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 yeah right yeah. i mean that's well and it just kind of shows you where we're at right now yeah and, and you, what you can required. never do yeah you can never do enough to satisfy them it's true that's the thing so there's no sense trying to pander to yeah. them because you will never do enough there was a store in our city nearby and they were very inclusive like you know and she said the owner said something wrong one time i don't remember what it was but her entire staff walked out on her and i thought oh uh. wow you know, if she can't get it right, neither can I. So there's no hope. We are just going to be true to who we are. Like I said, who God wants us to be as a beauty brand and let the cards fall from there. And we might be a little bit more sheltered here too, up in Canada. I'm not sure. 
But and I'm sure the pushback's coming. More pushback will be coming, I'm sure. Well, I think what you're going to find, and Lisa, this is my hope in uh, in getting you out here, is that I think you're going to find people are desperate to put their money where their values are and to support people like you who are doing such good work. Uh, I'm out of time for today's show, but I'd love for you to come back and mm-hmm. and let's tackle the topic of a biblical approach to beauty because it really is in God's word. And I think you know everything we do here at the Off the Bench podcast points people back to Jesus. I like to tell them, listen, the world might be in crisis, but God's people don't need to be. We have this sure foundation, this lamp to our feet and a light to our path, and God addresses the issue of beauty in his word. And he made women to be a feminine, uh, uh, you know, display of the goodness and the glory of the Lord. And it's just an amazing opportunity. So uh, would you come back and we'll talk about that? I'd love to have you back. Yes, I would love that, Heidi. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And one more time, people can find you at, is it puranata.com? Dot C-A, yes. Dot C-A. See, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, but we do ship all over North America, so... All over North America. All right. Yes, yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on, uh, Candice. And we're going to pick this up again. And I want to really kind of dive into a biblical approach to beauty. So thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. If you guys are subscribed to the show, uh, stick around. We'll be right back. For those of you who have not subscribed to the Heidi St. John podcast, uh, you can do that by hopping on over to Spotify. And it's just $6.99 a month if you want to to listen to this show ad-free, that's also the way to do it. And it's a great way to support this podcast. We're working really hard to get the truth out to you guys and to encourage you in your everyday walk. And so I hope you've enjoyed this show. Join me over at Faith That Speaks for my women's Bible study. We are working our way through the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis. And I cannot wait to see you guys over there. God is at work. We want you to be encouraged. Thank you for listening. I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.